Can you do me a favor? Yes. Can I, can I say, bam, we are live myself? It's done. We're live. Good. That's it. That's it. I can go That's now. It. That's it. One out. You're the first person who's done that besides me in 700 shows. Thank you. You see, I'm trying to get a, you know, ease your mind a little bit. Assimilate. Thank you. Yes. I was just. Is it really at, 700 shows? I think so. Caleb, are we at 700? We're well over 700 now. Ah, yes. I'm very humble. I'd like to keep the numbers low. I'd like to be keep the numbers low. Very humble. Well, you know, you know it's, it's about quality, no? not just quantity. True. So they say. So they say. <laughs> I was I was looking at your Instagram. You know, if if um, do you know who Justin Trudeau is, the the Prime Minister of Canada? Of course, I do know. Yeah. Um, you're like if if he was a man, he would look like you. I realize I recognize you're the male <laughs> version of Justin Trudeau. I realized. Okay. I at your Instagram. Okay. I mean, as you well know, I already retired from politics, so otherwise I could have been the new uh, Prime Minister. Yeah. God, yeah. They need you. They need you bad. God, yeah, well, that's me. Hey, uh, Facundo, do you remember when you were on the show? Hi, Brian. Morning. Brian, meet uh, Facundo. Facundo, meet uh, Brian. Mr. Friend, nice to meet you. It's an honor. I would say the same. <laughs> do you remember when you were on the show last time and we were talking about, um, I, I, th I was talking about who you were married to, and I just made the assumption you were married to a woman, and then I, I realized you were married to a man. Do, uh, did you, do you think I played that off well, like I wasn't shocked, like I was just casual, or was I just like? Well, I have to correct you. That one not the last show. That was the before to last show. Okay, two. Okay, two two shows prior. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I don't think that I don't think that there are many things at this stage that surprise you, Sivan. Okay, good. Because I was thinking about that this morning. I was. Oh, I wonder if I played that off good. Like I was just like cool, just uh, like chill. No, yeah. but I mean, it's a good note to start on. You know, very already. Yeah, surprising to many, many. Yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to see like how ch like am I able to? Because in my brain, I was like, "Oh, you really fucked that up, Sevon." But I have to hide it. I have to suppress that. Does it happen to you often that you think that you fuck things up all the time? <laughs> all, the, all, all the already right now twice on the show. I think that. Do you think that people see that? No, I think I hide that shit good. Yeah, I think so too. Thank you. Thank you. Look at this. Holy cow. Happy birthday to me, 4 for 99 to my favorite charity podcast. Wow. We never get money this early. Thank you, Facundo and Tony. Are we Andrews. sharing that or it's just for you? No, no. <laughs> okay. Just, just, no, I mean, <laughs> um, Facundo, where are you? I'm in Germany. I'm in Southern Germany, my mom's house in uh, uh -huh. close to Nuremberg. We came to spend um, Christmas here, part of Christmas here, actually. And tomorrow we drive back to, to Brussels, Belgium, where I, I live. How, how long is that drive? Oh, six hours. And uh, raining, snow, mountains? No, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. And I also want to say that one of the things that we have in Germany that is amazing, that the highways, you know, the freeways, I don't know, highway, they are free speed. So if you drive well enough, you are free to go as fast as you want. Uh, so it makes it quite, you know, simple. Germany also has ha happens to be the host of a semifinal this year. I know, I know. I, I and in the competition, as long as you move well enough, you can go as fast as you want. Well, Very nice, Brian. Very nice. Look at you keeping the show together. You know, I 
I, I admire you, Brian. I really do. But uh, yeah, some I people mean, call that autism. Some people call that autism, Facundo. Some people call that autism. No, I, I, look, before before going to the dirt, I yeah. think I have to say that I'm very proud and very you know happy on how well uh, our friend Brian is doing. I think that he he established himself as the main analyst of our sport, and I think he does that with a lot of elegance and a lot of uh, loyalty. And I remember when I first met him, I was working for CrossFit back then at the Games 2018, I think, 18, yep. Brian. And, uh, you know, there was a boy who knew everything about everybody. And I thought that I was that person, but, you know, was not the case. And uh, the other day I was watching the Dubai Championship and I was very happy to to have him, you know, commentating on the on the broadcast. I'm not sure I would, was going to be able to see it all without Brian there. Hey, I, I agree, Facundo, and I also think that Brian um, sort of transcends the sport in his – this is probably making Brian uncomfortable, but transcends the sport in his um, you know, presentation, meaning uh, you know, there's people like Howard Cosell, like they could do football or they could do boxing or they could – I feel like Brian could do anything. It's not, it's not just CrossFit. Yeah, well, I think he works very hard. I think that you know, he's never unprepared when he has to do something. He puts a lot of his time and a lot of his energy – uh, you know, and he takes responsibility of ownership of whatever he's, he's given to him. Are you okay, Brian? Are you still doing well? Did you open this by promising you're going to dump the dirt on me afterwards? No, I just said, <laughs> I just said, let's start nice and then go into the dirt. But <laughs> no, no. And, yeah. and Facundo, I will also say this um, Brian really likes a lot of people in the space, and he is sort of the, um, I, I see him as sort of the United Nations. He likes to keep the peace with people. Uh, and But that being said, I do also think that he holds you to maybe a slightly higher tier than other people. And he's always been extremely fond of you. And I would even say proud of his uh, relationship uh, with you. So, well, I think it's a mutual feeling. I think we, we saw each other grow in, you know, in whatever we decided to, to go through, you know, because I was working as a very, very low rank media person at, at the CrossFit game. He was starting there and throughout the years we, we see each other grow and, and, you know, and it's, I'm, it's great to see that, you know, when you have that kind of companionship and you see someone that you admire doing well and and getting to whatever they want to go. But I think that he's getting blushed now, so maybe we'll change subjects and we talk about somebody else. For, so, just so you guys know also, that's not an understatement what uh, Facundo is saying. Um, these are two guys who started at the very, very, very – um, bottom, you know, holding people's bags, taking out the garbage, uh, fitting in where they could, can fit in. And Brian, Brian was like that everywhere in his life, but so he didn't have to humble up much. But Facundo was not. Facundo was uh, uh, had a uh, an alternate life where he was um, a very well uh, respected um, individual, and he he bowed his head low and came in under the the crack under the door and built himself up to probably one of the most uh, prestigious and highest positions um, in our in our cult. So well, congratulations to both of you, actually. Thank you, thank you. Um, so what what do you have a title over there? So you you are strictly a mayhem person. Um, I, I, I want to think. I want to think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Mayhem Empire—that's your court. The Mayhem Empire is your um, uh, castle. That's that's you, you're not a that that's home for you. I'm not sure it's my castle, but it's the castle where I like to live. Okay. 
I think it's Rich's castle more than mine. <laughs> right. Oh, fair, fair. And and um and then within that castle, what are your uh, duties? What's your your position? Obligations. So my obligations, I I don't I take it differently. But what I do is I I you know I I, I coach. So th- there's there's Jake Locker. Jake Locker is the 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 director of online programming for Mayhem. Uh, you know he's uh, maybe the most underrated coach around because he is responsible for most of Mayhem athlete uh, success. So me and uh, Jake and me and Rich, of course. We we create uh, the program in my case mostly for elite athletes, for games athletes and um, individual programming. Uh, so that is why what I've been doing for the last uh, years, year, year, years. I'm trying to find Jake Lockhart's Instagram account. Is, is it? Is it? Oh, Jake is a very shy person. He's very uh, low key. Uh, you know, like like good people should be kind of no uh, and. Uh, you will find him there he is oh okay okay there he is let me see this guy oh yeah i don't even recognize him yeah so jake is the director of online programming and, and for mayhem athlete <laughs> he's extraordinary um as a coach he's amazing to to work with and uh you know it's a person who uh, who was there since the beginning of mayhem online programming and uh, he's uh this, he's, he's, he's the guy there. So me and him, uh, we we work, uh, me mostly on individual athletes, on, on elite athletes. He does most of the mayhem programming with Rich. And uh, that is what I'm doing at the moment at, at Mayhem. Caleb, will you um, send me that at, at some point? I'm going to invite him on the show. Let's get to the bottom of this. So your job, along with Rich and Jake, is in the biggest picture is to give the athletes adequate preparation for their goals. That is correct. And the goals of your athletes are? Well, some athletes will be very happy if they make it to, to regional this year. Some of my athletes, a couple of them, will be very happy if they win the games. Okay. So so the in, in, anyone else, do you, do you coach anyone else? Do you coach, are there any like, you know, um, do you ever coach any classes or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, there was a time that I was coaching like maybe 20, 25 hours per week next to my work at the parliament. I was the whole time of the box. I loved it. But I think that, uh, and I say it really with a little bit of heavy heart, you know, I've been working so much with a type of athlete that I think that I lost the capacity to coach a different kind of athlete. You know, every coach has a capacity. They explore that. They have more tricks and more... Th- you know, more elements underneath their, you know, uh, as the capacities. And I lost, I would love to coach a a class, but I, it's not something that I do very much at the moment. And and, and mostly that's just, that's a time, time constraint issue, right? Well, nobody hired me to, nobody invited me to coach a class. I mean, (laughs) maybe I gladly go. (laughs) People seem to be scared of me somehow. I I really don't know why. Are there athletes that water? Just saying. Fair, fair. Uh, um, are there athletes? If you were Russian, I wouldn't believe you. Are there athletes who um, specifically fall under your umbrella? So, like, if they want to call someone, they were they would call you first, and not Jake or not uh, Rich. Yes, they are some. And um, are c- can I start guessing some of them who they are? 
<laughs> you may want to try. Okay. Is is Roman one of your athletes? So there's not much guessing, right? It's just to go for it. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Just just go just go for it. Yes. So Roman Roman is in mayhem at the moment. He's been there for a month. Uh yeah. So out of the blue. Out of the blue. Uh <laughs> this workout is this workout is insane, by the way. Um he's been at mayhem for um for a month now, kind of a little bit. Uh, yeah, for a month. And I think that, I, so I, I did work with Roman in 2018 when I was working with Chris Hinshaw. Hinshaw was doing his aerobic capacity and I was somehow involved there. Uh, Chris was always very generous in, you know, let me work with, with some of his athletes. And uh, then, well, back then Roman had a different coach and I was starting to uh, change into just overall CrossFit coaching, not just aerobic capacity. And we stopped working together. But we always stay in touch. And, you know, um, so for this last month, he's been in May at Mayhem. He's been training there. We've been somehow working together. And I think that we are seeing if uh, we are a good match to each other. So there's, there's, a, cor- there's a courtship coming on, going on. Um, Whether it's unofficial or official, you're in proximity with him. You interact yes. with him regularly. And, yes. um, Okay, and and it may would it be fair to say that you also don't want to step on anyone's toes? You're you're cognizant of his the other people around him who participate in his training, and you're there as a tool if he wants to use you, and if not, you're you're fine with it. Um, well, you know, I mean, I I, I if an athlete comes to me, I never war, I never ask why do you leave your former coach. That's not my my you know my my topic. I, I respect enormously. The, my colleagues, so I respect enormously in that case whoever worked with him before, which we, we, we already know who, who that person is. And of course, that person did a great, great, great job. Otherwise, Roman wouldn't be where he is now. And uh, and I, you know, I'm very respectful about the Roman's past and whatever he was able to build with another coach. And you know, the things, everything has a time. Maybe tomorrow, you know, I find myself in the same role, and which I find myself in the, in the past. So. Uh, I think that we. You all... mean maybe like maybe like Proven would start courting you, and we would start seeing you over at Proven, and you would be torn between. I don't think that me leaving Mayhem is <laughs> an option at the moment. No, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm very happy there, and 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 for me, it's a, it's a dream place to work at, and you know, it's it's really. I don't think that I could ask for more. The environment there is extraordinary. We have as a leader, well, Rich Fronin, who is an extraordinary person, an extraordinary leader for for all of us. And uh, there are many, they didn't ask me, but I'll tell you anyways, <laughs> there are many things that are for me uh, unrivaled at Mayhem. We, you know, we're very proud of each other. We're very um, appreciative of each other's work. Every time that I'm there, I, you know, we have a, an extraordinary media department with Scott and, and Bennett and, and, and Benjamin. And, and I'm really, you know, surprised on how good they are. And if I move somewhere else at Mayhem, I, I, that, that level of excellence is everywhere there. And I'm very, you know, very humbled to be part of it somehow. So I think hope that is a lot of mayhem for me in the upcoming years. There's a healthy peer pressure there because of the ele- the standard everyone holds themselves and others to. You know that is on the contrary. I think there's a lot of humbleness. Humbleness. Because if you're an athlete, right, and, you know, you, you go for, for the workout of the day as a, as, as a whole group and the workout includes a very heavy barbell, well, you do know that there's a big chance that Guy is going to take that workout. If you do a workout that it lasts more than 15 minutes, you do know that Hale is going to, you know, take five minutes 
of you. If you put a machine or whatever, Roman is there. So there's no there's no day that you can go there and say, I'm the best. I'm here and you know, I'm here to show that I'm going to win the CrossFit Games or whatever. Everybody is really good. And on the other hand, whatever you're doing, if training wise, you have Rich Froning breathing behind your, you know, your neck. And, it's, and he's waiting for you to make a mistake. So, well, boy, that was the, le the, the, the lecture you need to learn today. So I think that nobody there is very uh, egocentric or hold himself very high in the standard. I think we're all quite humble. Isn't it interesting to paint that picture versus like how someone like uh, Colton Mertens trains? I don't know, and, know how Colton trains. It, it, on, a pig, on a pig farm in a shack with an uneven floor with no other athletes – and five uh, of those little wiener dogs that he's, he's that he's trying to start a breed a dog dog breeding farm. What yeah. a what a con what a contrast to um yeah the running at night you know negative thirty two wind chill yeah yeah I wouldn't do that yeah for sure <laughs> I mean but you remember uh, Sevan you are as old as me almost uh, the Miko Salo times where he used to train in his garage with uh, looking at his fridge without music and. Just Worse in, in the closet. I, I saw a closet where he he stored all his old furniture that he was supposed to repair, and the rower barely fit in there. And it was yeah. a six by six room, and he would say, "I would be in there for an hour rowing." Yeah, crazy. In, in cold Finland, yeah, for sure. So yeah, and he rode his bike to the gym in the snow, and yeah, yeah. And and, and it's and it's not to say that Rich hasn't been there e either. By the way, I mean he, he had some, you know, he oh, used to he, train just in that one barn outside his dad's house. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've been there, but yeah, Rich did. Uh, Rich did whatever he needed to do to to go to wherever he wanted to go, and I think he did it quite well. Um, Facundo, will Roman win the games? If they pay money, I have to ask the question. If they pay money, I have to ask the question. Okay, yeah. and if, if they pay money, I will answer whatever they they, they ask. <laughs> All right, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Teamwork. <laughs> uh, well, certainly Roman has the potential. You know, uh, that's clear to everybody. Uh, he he has the potential, and he, you know, it's it's. I, I you need to be at the games to understand the amount of pressure you are when you are there, and especially the first time, especially when you wanted to be there for five years in a row, and that chance has not been given to you. Uh, when the language that is spoken there is not your main language, so you need for whatever you do, your translator in order to tell you whatever you need to communicate. I think that Roman has pro proven that he has the, the capacity, and I think that I can tell you that he has also the the work ethics to to go further in in whatever his goal is. So, what happens? You know, I, like you said, obviously he's he's got the uh, capacity to do it. So he goes to the games this year. I think he has an incredibly successful games run. Um, people were loving him. He was em embracing the moments and he obviously did very well and came close to winning. Then he goes to rogue another big off season competition and doesn't necessarily go as well. Where do you think mentally athletes of that level? Like does that result at rogue affect him at all going into the next year? No, I don't think so. I think that for these athletes, of course, rogue is an amazing competition. Of course, they always want to win. I think that there are athletes that the only, not the only thing, but the main goal is the CrossFit games. And everything around it is, okay, you know, I can make some money. I, I can uh, confirm to myself how good or how where are the points that I need to work on. But um, I think that in, in Roman's case, his most of his attention is at the CrossFit Games. Yeah, I guess I was just thinking, like, you know, maybe you put it in a, in a comparison to someone like Chandler Smith. Like Chandler, 
Obviously didn't have the CrossFit game season go very well for him this year, but he shows up at Rogue, ends up taking second. I have to imagine that from a mental perspective, that's a huge positive boost for him. So I was just wondering if maybe the opposite was true for Roman, where he's like, man, I went from second at the games to fifth at Rogue. Well, you know, Lazar. Lazar had a great games, a great games. And then he started Rogue 500 meters into the run. He, you know, hurt himself, goes to Dubai. He was very unhealthy, very, very more than what people think that he was. And uh, yeah, there's a point in which you said, oh, man, I mean, I wish the things would have won, would have gone better. I don't think that that defines his fitness. I don't think that now he's lost uh, facing the new season. You know, he's an extraordinary athlete, had a couple of body bends and, you know, as I said before, I understand and I, he, that he will not believe that the outcome of on these competitions make him believe, oh, I'm this at this stage of my career. I changed. I finished eight of the games, and now I finish whatever at Rogue or at Dubai, right? Yeah, and I mean, and uh, Lazarus had, a, you know, some extenuating circumstances that have affected his competition results in the offseason. But the opposite could be true for Roman, too is that he could look at, come off the games and feel pretty good. And he might go to Rogue and say, you know what, maybe I, I'm not as good as I thought, and, there, and it might motivate him to, to close up some of those holes even more. I think that, I think that clearly it, we, we work, we see those results, we see those performances, and we take notes on things that we believe need to be improved, whether they are for the games, whether they are for Rogue, right? Uh, that's no, 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 no doubt about that. But, you know, I say it again, I think that both, in this case, Roman and Lazar's main uh, goal is at the CrossFit Games. Whatever happens around it, you know, could be great, could be less great. But there are also two athletes that are do better at the Games than a two-day competition with six workouts in, divided into two days. You know, well, Lazar did win the semifinal. Because Lazar, when he's, when he's fit... When he's feeling well, he's an extraordinary athlete. And me as a coach, look, I will be honest. Hopefully somebody pays more money because I'm going to say something very honest. Me as a coach, I tell, yeah, I tell Lazar, when I see the money thing, I, I will say what I told Lazar. Okay. No, I told Lazar, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you don't have to finish because I know that he was not at his best. At which event did you tell him that? Both. Oh. <laughs> Both. Yeah. You know, I, I was there at Rogue and I, he, his, 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 you know, ankle was all swollen. I said, how can this guy keep, it was the first event, keep moving at this competition, how he was. And his mindset and his conviction, conviction, not conviction, conviction of whatever he wanted to achieve was stronger than him to say, no, I, okay. He's, you know, I think that is very remarkable that he managed to do whatever he did the way he did things. So, um, but yet again, I think that these two athletes that you mentioned, uh, they are more uh, focused on the CrossFit Games than anywhere else. Is, 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 um, this is a, a harsh question, but is, is Lazar maybe cursed? We have, we have the bike incident at the Games, then we have the ankle incident at Rogue, and then we have the stairs mishap at Dubai. I'm starting to think like he's sort of picked up some sort of evil spirit. No, no, you first of all, you like Lazar a lot. Zivano. I love Lazar. I love Lazar. I may, I'll send a Catholic priest to his house and get that second, shit exercised. Yeah, second, you know, it's funny. Lazar splits during that bike would have actually given a better result if he were to continue one more lap. He would have finished two, three, fourth, 
right? And if you see the kind of athlete he is, you know, push himself to compete even where he's not his, at his best, believe me, one round of biking would have not uh, given him, you know, much travel. And therefore he, you know, that was a, a, a very uh, unfortunate thing. But uh, those were, I mean, those are some of the three biggest injuries from the biggest athlete the, in in the history of the sport, I mean, it is it is uncanny that he's had three incidents like that. Well, I mean, the the the, the bike was not a, a health incident, right? But right. I remember, but I remember Annie having a, a heat stroke at the games. Right. Finished seventeen, coming back next year and finished third or second that that year, right? Uh, after eight or nine years competing, maybe Brian knows by heart which year which year those were. But there was a year that I remember Annie at Murph had a heat stroke. Right. Uh, had to. You know, continue a little bit more. Then had to. I don't, I don't remember if he finished the competition, but no. Went back the following year and she finished at the podium. Cara Saunders too. Yeah. Year in which you know, remember how, you remember how she, she fainted finished. across the finish line. Yeah, she fainted. She yeah, doesn't even I mean, remember finishing. So, you know, there are moments where the health doesn't go with you, and this, the things are, you know, difficult to to foresee, to predict. But um, yet again, I mean. Even what about Lazar's? What about Lazar's ankle at at um at Dubai? Was it? You know, we were we were struggling to believe that it was a hundred percent, but he swore that he'd gotten back to training after Rogue and that he competed. Was he a hundred percent? Um, he uh, he took a little bit of time off after after Rogue, as he would have taken despite the ankle after whichever major competition. But then he started working uh, uh very very hard again uh for for Dubai. Um, you know, I was doing something at the end of the day. It's 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 remarkable because yes, there were these two competitions, and I think that that knowing Lazar is going to give him much more element for himself to work even harder to show next year, you know, or, to, or actually to keep showing to the to the rest of the community what kind of athlete he is. He's the first person who actually, uh, you know, uh, finished that high up uh, at a European level after. That that few years competing, Bjorkvin has been the king in Europe over and over in semifinals, in regionals, at the games, and comes uh, a guy that you know once when he didn't feel that he was fitting at fit, fit enough, said no to the CrossFit Games. He got an invite. Said no, I'm not ready for this. I will know when I'm ready, and I will be you know doing my best when I'm ready. Yeah, I actually wrote an article about Lazar and Jeff Adler, who both of them have made this like ascendancy within their own, well, continent in Lazar's case and country in Jeff's case of, uh, you know, it's on BK and Yona. They've been the only two guys yeah. from Europe that can crack the top 10 since since yeah. 2015. And, and What? And Lucas Hockberg, no? Yeah, consistently. There's okay. been some guys that come up once. Adrian Munweiler was in the top 10 once, dropped out. Hogberg once, mm-hmm. dropped out. And now Lazar's done it twice in a row. And in Canada, it was the same, where, you know, Pat and Brent come to the top, and then these guys come and go. Vigneault's been close. You know, the Calron, but the Adler's now done it twice. Lazar's now done it twice. What uh, I wanted uh, to ask was... Sorry, the, and some uh, Cornoyer's coming, huh? Well, Cornoyer had, a, you know, and two years ago was somewhat unfortunate. He wasn't able to necessarily compete at his best, it seems like. And then last year, obviously, went team. But, of course, I have my eye on Sam this year, yes. I think Sam can win the games. <laughs> I believe in him. He's an extraordinary um, athlete. He's working very hard. Yeah. I thought I was I, I, sorry, I think that the best thing that he could have done last year is to go uh, and 
be with Rich for one full year training because the 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 his learning curve as an athlete, you know, improve exponentially when you are training every day with Rich Fron, you know. So he's a very mature athlete. Um, and yes. Yeah, I was uh, I was a little bummed that I didn't get to see him do an individual uh, event this off season. I know things didn't work out for him with the uh, Rogan and Dubai, and he's doing team at Wadapalooza, not individual. So I would have liked personally, from like an analytical perspective, to have a data point, see him in one of those competitions, so I have a better idea of if he's a podium, a top ten, a top twenty, like what's realistic for him this year. Um, but it is also kind of fun to have someone that's that good with potentially that much you know, expectation that we don't actually know too much about. I mean, that's basically what we got with Ricky and Roman last year. We just weren't sure where they'd end up falling. And Sam might be in that category this year. Yeah. But after next year, for sure, everybody's going to pay much more attention to him. Um, did, does, um... Oh, I mean, look, wait, wait, before we move on, like he's going to go to a semifinal in North America. And if he wins it, people will be paying attention to him. Yeah. He does. He does. How does that work, Brian? How does he go to the semifinal North? He America? lives in Montreal area, so he'll be in the I think North America East down in Florida competing. And you know he won't get to go in that semifinal against Maderos, Velner, Quant, uh, Fakowski. But there will be uh, you know Jeff Adler, Jason Hopper, some other guys from the top ten in that semifinal. So we'll we'll get a good opportunity to see you know where his level of fitness is a couple months prior to the games. Um, uh, Facundo, is he getting when when you when he does that when he does teams with um, Rich? Does he get a, a ton? Like, does he? I, I don't know how what to call it, but does he learn the nuances and the swagger and you know details that maybe no other person could get unless they actually like you couldn't even get from a coach that you would actually have to be on the floor with Rich Froney? Yeah, in, in some cases, without any doubt, because he's a he's a clever guy and he knew the opportunity he had in front of him and he used it. 100%. Uh, and also, Rich is a very generous person in the way he trains. He, I mean, he shares all his knowledge, and especially with a, to a team partner, right? Uh, it would be silly not to. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I also work with Sam, and I can tell you that uh, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him competing this year. Do you get that feeling like you helped build this car and now you're, it gets to go out on the racetrack? Is, what's it like for you to to put these guys out there? Um, you know, and I, I know you're more humble than this, but it is sort of like you're bringing your toys to the games and racing them against other people's toys. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's not easy for me. It's not easy. I'm a kind of person who who somehow builds. Uh, an emotional link with my athletes. It's not just you do that, that, you know, uh, I'm not that kind of coach and I'm not the kind of coach who says I'm, I'm the beholder of the truth. You do whatever you need. You know, there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of uh, listening from both sides and a lot of compromise. Uh, it, it is very hard. It is very hard. I mean, I, after the games, uh, after the games this year, I think that I slept for three days in a row. I was typing and I was falling asleep. And emotionally, I was very, very drained. Uh, we had uh, like 50 athletes competing this year at the Games. How many? More than 50. 63, I think, 65 with Mayhem. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, from teenagers to masters, teams, individuals. And, uh, you know, Jake and myself, we do our whatever we can to be with everybody. It was We knew that was also going to be Rich's last year. 
So for me, it was very, very complicated. I was, it was, it was very, <laughs> it was a bit heartbreaking because, you know, it's, he's kind of my, my brother. And uh, I knew that. Did you cry like, at the games? Did you cry at the games? I want to see the money showing on the picture on the. On the <laughs> <laughs> I tell yeah, you I'm gonna have you on more often. I like this. I like. I this. tell you something. I did shed a tear when I saw Rich winning for the last time. Not because he won. It's just because you know it's been an incredible journey with journey with him, for everything he did for me and the opportunities he gave to me, and it felt like oh man, this is the last time that I'm going to see him at the top of the podium at the Coliseum. Uh, and it was like, yeah, you know, it was very beautiful. It was very moving. But I was, to my defense, not that I needed, there were many people at Mayhem that were crying on that moment. It was not just me. Uh, because he's a great person and we, we all admire him and love him very much. And all, of course, we, some of us had it hard to accept that he was retiring. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a hard moment for me. Um, do you remember that feeling when you were a child and um, you would get giddy, like if you went to like Disneyland or something, and you were you were pulling the car in the parking lot, and you would kind of you would start to get giddy, or um, you know you 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 show up to class and your best fr- and the teacher does a new seating chart and your best friend sits next to you and you you just think like you won the lotto. Do, do, do you do you remember? Is, is it okay. like that going to Mayhem also? And okay. I get that feeling from looking at your Instagram that you were just beside yourself. You're giddy and humbled by the fact you get to go there. For sure. I mean, I think that I think that anybody who wants to work as a coach in the CrossFit environment will be very humbled by, by mayhem. It's a great opportunity. And and it's also not just the opportunity, it's the chances that we are given. You know, uh, if you come to, to Jake or to Rich with a proposal that is interesting, say, okay, we trust you. Let's go for it. You know, my heart, we talked about it last time that I was at the show. Uh, I'm from South America. I'm originally from Argentina. And... One of the things that I congratulations, by the way, oh, thank Massive you, achievement for the thank country. Last thank month. you for Seven was one of the biggest supporters of the World Cup in Argentina. Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, I'm not sure about that. I, anyway. I don't, I, I don't follow soccer at all. But no. but, but he Brian had a show. The game he had a CrossFit show on during the final. Yes, <laughs> no, come on. I, I missed that one then. Uh, no, um, so my, my, I'm from Latin America. I'm from Argentina, and then you know. One of my dreams is to see uh, people from South America be given the chances that people from North America or Europe have. And when I went to reach and to Jake, I said, I, I want to build this in Spanish. I want to you know, start taking more and paying attention on South American athletes. Uh, can we do that? Oh, brother, if you think that is good and you are going to be happy with it and, it's, you know, and the people that you want to involve are going to be satisfied, go for it. Mm. And I went to Argentina, you know, Guy now, from Brazil, moved to the States. There's a contingency of South American athletes that are going to come to Cookville now in January, preparing for the Open. So this bridge into the rest of the world and, and being able to train at Mayhem, I, I hope that it's been you now uh, been broadened by by you know what we are working on. How many years have you been with Mayhem? So I st- I I'm uh, um, I work with Rich maybe since 2017. Um, and, uh, what I'm doing now is maybe for one, two years, maybe. So you're crazy invigorated, by the way, there's a great leadership lesson there, by the way, if one of you, if someone who works for you wants to do something, this is the way it works with raising kids too. If they're into something, 
let them do it. Don't, it, it's not, don't start bombarding them with too many questions. Don't, don't get in their way. If you sent someone like Facundo is like, Hey, I'm going to bridge this gap between this country and this country. Let them get out of their way, give them the resources they need and they'll do it. Right. Well, I think so. I think so. And I think that that, you know, this, this encouragement and this, this sense of support when you want to, uh, create a project, it's also very important. That's what I feel. I feel that if every time that I want to do something, they are very supportive and very understanding and very like, you know, yes, yeah, you go do that. We are here for you. We we, we, we got you in case, you know, things don't go as expected. So far, going very well. But, you know, I, I, feel, I feel very happy doing that. And, you know, so I got lost on whatever I was going to answer, but that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> you answered it. You answered it. Perfect. Um, um, what happened last year with South America? There were five, like five, I, I'm making this up, but there were like five South American teams. They were all attributed to one gym. Then there was the rumors that I heard is that that gym didn't really exist or it was really just a shell of a place. No. And then, and then somehow CrossFit found out and they, is that what happened over there? No, um, that's certainly not what happened. What happened okay. is that, um, we have a team of three, five, four people who actually moved to Buenos Aires before the date. Mm-hmm. And we all, they all register to a box that is even today at the affiliate map. There's a, if you go to affiliate maps, you know, but you know it very well. That's the way you look for a, for an affiliate box, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a very, very small box, very, very small box, um, uh, with very limited material. However, you know, the truth is that is I, in, in Argentina, there are only now in the whole country, four boxes in the whole country affiliate wow. boxes because the, 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 the you know the the annual fee is, is impossible it means like maybe 15 to 20 salaries to pay for one year of membership right and uh i don't know any box in, in argentina that has four rowers four bikers mm. four assault bikes mm. four skiers and one warm not three warms or two one warm there's no so you need to if you have a worker where you need to work with a bike you need to go somewhere else. If you need to work with, you know, with four sets of rings, you go somewhere else. The reality of that country is that people are doing the best they can to provide material to their members and, and you know, hold classes the best they can. But it's very complicated, financially impossible to have a full equipped box. So, so there were what, – what's the term? Uh, maybe Caleb knows this, Excruciating circumstances. Extenuating? Extenuating. What was the word I used? Excruciating? Extenuating. 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 What's excruciating? What's excruciating? That's like like if it hurts a lot, like it's painful? Excruciating, I think it's more related to pain. (laughs) Excuse me. English is your second language. Please don't correct me. It was excruciating and extenuating. Thank you. Oh, okay, fine. It's one of those big words. Uh, Excruciating. uh, Oh, painful. It can be excruciating too. (laughs) I, I wonder why CrossFit didn't. Um, you know, there's these, there's these, there's these situations, especially when the the sport is going through uh, growing pains, and there's this interest to have it grow. I wonder why they didn't look at that and give this a pass, just like they would maybe give uh, Roman a pass for like not having to go back and forth in and out of a war, yeah, a country I mean, that's at war. Exactly, or and and I think that is correct. I mean, many athletes during COVID didn't tra- Tia didn't travel to Australia to go to compete. Fair, you know, yeah, and that's fair. I, yeah. I, I embrace that crafted decision. The right. champion, and you know, 
it's not a lack of willingness that she said, okay, I don't want to travel 20, 46 hours to get to Australia. I prefer to do it at home. And then quarantine for a month on both ends. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, we, we had a lot of discussions with CrossFit and, uh, yes, but you are not training most of the time in that gym. You should be training most of the time in, in the gym where you have paid your affiliate, uh, you know, fee. As soon as you say there's four boxes, Facundo, yeah, I don't really need to hear too. I don't really need to hear too much more. Your producer there can put it the affiliate maps. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I hear there's four boxes, I got to give that country some like some. Okay, so seven there, but if you go in, I think that some of them in Uruguay. If you start to close, now it's five, and if you go to close, maybe no. Okay, that's that's five. It's five boxes. Three. No three. Zoom in, make it there, take it down to one. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, they, they might be five. Two of them belongs to a seminar staff, so they are not paying boxes. Like, say, you know, they have the right to have right, boxes. right. They get their uh, yearly fee waived. Exactly. Um, so uh, three, sorry, five boxes in total. Yeah, and, and they're all there. Let me see this country, Argentina. This is a big country, right? <laughs> Seventh biggest country in the world. And there's only there's only a handful of boxes there. If you if you uh, zoom out, yeah, I think that is that's it. You see, there's nothing else. Wow, go down to the bottom to to where it gets cold. <laughs> Even less. <laughs> that's the cold for CrossFit. <laughs> How is there no CrossFit down there? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you know th- these are these are as you would say, excruciating circumstances. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, I hope that CrossFit reviews that. We did have a lot of communication with CrossFit on that topic. Um, uh, I thought, I really thought back in the day that they would say, okay, we understand the financial reality of Argentina nowadays with us having passed from how many boxes they have had five years ago to whatever we have now. Certainly, you know, it's not a lack of will, uh, which is something that uh, identifies very much the efforts of the American continent. It's just the lack of financial means. Um, uh, how, how are other athletes about that? How are other teams about that? Are, are, are the other teams, is it like, is, is everyone looking for reasons to kick out other teams or is it, are, are, are the athletes more? Do you have unified? any information that I don't have, Simon? And no, I don't, I don't. But, I, but I'm just thinking like, if you're a team, let's say out of Miami, I just make that up. Yeah. And and you find out about this situation. Are are you supportive of these guys getting in? Or are you like you're just looking for everyone to get booted who can get booted? Look, I've I've heard a lot of things about uh whatever happened, who came to CrossFit with the news that the team was training okay. in different boxes. I don't have anything confirmed. And on the other hand But there are so you're saying there's tattletales out there. Yeah, there there is for sure. Um I just also don't want to be the person that, you know identifies a continent by saying, yeah, they sniff into each other in order for them not to have a rival. And, it, you know, this this happened all over the, the world last year. There are teams t- telling this about other teams in their regions, whatever. Uh, and you can't, I mean, like CrossFit's, it's a tough position for CrossFit. Like, are they going to send a representative to investigate in all of these situations where someone comes up? How do you handle that? But if it's starting to happen, then they, like, that's something that CrossFit should be talking about. I think that the fallout of, of what happened last season is the reason for some of the changes that we see with the team structure this year, which is a lot less barriers to entry, a lot less regulations and rules. and makes it a lot easier for whatever group of people to come together and, and, and do a team without putting that stress on CrossFit. 
I agree with you, but now that person who is responsible to relate to that, you know, situation should not be the owner of a box. Because that put that him, that person in a position of advantage. Right, right. I hear you. I hear you. You get and to do I some home cooking. Is, you have I a biased think, opinion. If you if you're if you have a team competing there, uh as far as I understand. Uh but anyways, you know. We turn the page. They are going. They they are preparing themselves this year. You know the best they can. Uh, we do have extraordinary athletes besides Key. We have Agustin Richelme, who is a, an amazing Argentinian athlete, who was uh, very unlikely this year because he got invited to go to the games Thursday before the games would start. So the guy went without any preparation whatsoever because he he didn't think he was going to go. <laughs> um, so he finished third in Copa Sur. The, the, the second person in the podium got tested uh, positive, and he was backfield in English, backfield, right? He received he was the backfield in, invite. He got way, very late on, and I think that again, CrossFit has learned from. It seems to me that they've learned from last year that the timing of when they're doing certain things throughout the season was not really good enough. You know, taking over a month between quarterfinals and semifinals. So they've adjusted things. And I think that the rosters were semifinals. So we known much earlier this year. And I hope that they have a similar plan for something like that because it isn't right for people to be getting, you know, invited to something uh, you know, 60 days after someone else. Yeah. Wait, you're telling me that Augustine Raquelme was invited the Thursday before the CrossFit games to come to the CrossFit games? That is correct. <laughs> And of course, me, I'm, I'm his coach and he's, I'm his friend. And when he didn't qualify via Copa Sur, of course, he, he, he took some rest, which is what he needed to do because he opened quarterfinal, semifinal. Then there was a chance of the Legends qualifier. He, he, he left that on the side. So he was like, okay, I'm off season now. I'm going to take some very well-deserved rest, going to eat a lot, a lot of ice cream and dulce de leche. And, um, in the middle of his holidays, it's like, hey, bro, buy your ticket. You're coming to the games. You start on Sunday. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And then and keep in mind that we don't, we still don't know what the ranking process will be for the worldwide rankings next year. But there are circumstances like that. If they weight the games highly and you have athletes like Augustine, who's getting an unfair advantage in terms of preparation for the games, uh, and he's only one of two athletes that get to represent men in South America at the highest level, which might get the highest weighting. That's just another reason why I believe that the worldwide ranking system should not be retroactive. There's too many circumstances like this that could have too high of a weight that were not an even playing field. Anyway, you, you know how I feel about that. Well, Brian, what do you mean un, uh, he had an unfair advantage? He mean disadvantage? Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying, if you're going to... if if the weighting system is going to factor the games significantly, in the case of South American men, there are two from last year, Guy and Augustine. Okay. Augustine had four days, five days to prepare for the games, whereas other athletes that he's competing against had up to 60 days to prepare for the games. Right. Okay. And that performance is not just <clears throat> a negative performance on his resume at the games, finishing almost last in now follows in him. new system. It doesn't just follow him. It could potentially affect the number of qualifying spots for his entire continent next year. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. <clears throat> um, you're, so, you're so clever, Brian. That's why we like you so much. Are, are you, are you a uh, Haley Adams coach? No, I'm no. not. 
Um, uh, can you, t- uh, Julian uh, Ifford, can, can you tell us how Haley Adam is doing with her strength gains? Yes, I can, Julian, because you made a very generous um, donation donation to, to Seban's uh, Children's University Fund. Thank, thank um, you. <laughs> uh, she's working really hard. I mean, Haley is a person that always worked really hard. Maybe of all the artists that I've ever seen, the hardest working of them all. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, boy um your heart just flutter a little bit seeing how handsome you look there no i I, no i mean i i just enjoy spending time with her Uh, she's a very 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 good friend of mine um by the way that's the nicest restaurant in cookville they're in right there notice the uh the lighting and the roof well that is not a restaurant that is a that is a wedding that is a wedding um that is a wedding venue it's very yeah. Maybe the picture doesn't make justice to it, but it's a very good. Uh, it's a very beautiful place. All right, we'll take your word for it. Look at her. Look at her. Look, the, what she. What happened to her? She bit some bad food. There were feathers on the pheasant she just ate. She's spitting out a feather. So it was a beautiful wedding for my friend Scott. And uh, what she's doing? She's she's working very 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 hard. And um, you know, somebody asked me the other day how I see athletes. I went to I went to to to, to Rogue. I I saw Dubai. Um, doing television. And I, I'm not sure, I mean, Sevan, you might remember those years, 10, 12, 11, you were too young, Brian, you were still in high school, um, in which a, an athlete show a, a very, very clear um, weakness. And it made it to the following year. So that here I am back. So Rich with a necklace, of course, I don't know, Josh with the deadlift, uh, who, whatever that was, right? I don't see at the moment that many athletes are coming back to the games year after year and have solved many of the very, very fundamental problems that very often refrain them to be on the podium. You know, these elements, these, these weaknesses are constant and are there the whole time. And I'm not sure whether it's the relationship of the athlete and his slash her coach or, you know, a lack of interest of the athlete in in, uh... There's a big, there's a there's another uh, major difference in the current competitive landscape compared to back then, which is there's a lot more opportunity and temptation to compete in the off season if you're good enough. Back then, um, 2010 through 15, and you're suggesting that there that's, wasn't that, as much opportunity. There weren't. You, you're you know, suggesting that interrupts training. It could interrupt training. I think that in many cases, <clears throat> and I think there are very few athletes currently that have the discipline to do this. That to, if you know if you're if you're finishing somewhere between sixth and 20th at the CrossFit games. There's likely a a reason. And to solve the problem, I I don't think it can take a year in some cases. I think it might be a two, three year process for some of these athletes if they really want to make the jump, because it's hard to move up the leaderboard, the higher and higher you get. But if you choose to do that, you're giving up a lot of other opportunities in terms of competition, which could mean sponsorship opportunities, opportunities to travel the world while you're at an age that you could still do it and compete. So I think the decision is not necessarily always that easy. Whereas back 2012, 13, 14, there weren't as many temptations and opportunities like that. My dear Brian, I'm not saying that it's an easy decision. Yet again, 2010, 11, 12, those athletes had a job which many of the athletes that are at the CrossFit Games don't have now. I mean, they they finish training, they go back to the office, to their whatever. So th- there was still an investment of time. 
somewhere else than CrossFit. But the problem is, what do you want to do? Do you really want the CrossFit Games, or you want to go? Do you want to be a good games athlete but never win and still do competitions? I think in Haley's case, she's like, no. My goal is to be at the, my very best at the CrossFit Games. I am going to stop having, as you call, distractions uh, defined by off-season competitions. And I'm going to, you know, redirect my nutrition and I'm going to redirect my programming and my training. So next year at the Games, I will show, I will, I will be able to show an amount of improvement on, on that area. Um, and that's, you know. And even if she does that this year, it might not be enough to, to completely close the gap. She may improve a little bit. She may improve a little bit more the year after that. And it may be a three-year project to get the prerequisite strength that she needs to contend for the title of the CrossFit Games. I mean, we don't know. That is correct. But it's, I think that still, I mean, I'm, I'm very biased here because I, I, I love that little girl. But still, Haley has something that very few athletes, still those who, podium, who, who were placed above her, don't have. And she's a very clever athlete. And she's been clever since she was 15. The reason why why Haley has been always hailed as that extraordinary athlete is not mostly because of her physical condition, but with the type of athlete she is. She's a girl that understood the sport very, very well from a very early age. And, uh, you know, when she competed here last year as a, as a teenager, she there were 11 events. She won nine events and she finished second on the other two events. You know crazy it's it's we are talking about a girl who has an understanding of a sport that not many other people have and the fact that you know she she's been now uh, uh, trying to find out what's best for her and i think she did and she's back at mayhem um you know says a lot uh on on how consistent she is in her decisions so i think that yes it might take her maybe more than one year to get her strength where she might need to take it but i also say that there are moments where her intelligence is going to be uh you know the 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 the, the turning point into her performance when you say she's back at mayhem it it opens up the door that maybe she she was very close to leaving or she left. Do you, do you know how close she was to leaving? There were obviously so many rumors. There were all the Instagram stories and pictures of her with yeah. Malo Brian. Oh, they are very 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 good friends. It's nothing to do with. I mean, they they were they have been very good friends for for a for a while now. They they you know they speak like I don't know seventeen times a day. It's really really good friends, uh, and they admire each other very much. Uh, no, I think that, you know, when you finish a ga- uh, the CrossFit Games every year, it is very important that you take a step back and reflect and see what have you done, where th- did things go as you expected them, and what are, you know, the the, 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 the path you need to take in order to improve those. And it, it is very clever to step, to you know, just, just take a step back and say, okay, well, I don't want to be influenced by anybody. I just want to take the decision for myself and what's best for me. Uh, and that's what she did. But I think she, she actually, um, Haley went, went back home. She, she took some time off, some long time off and see, well, I, I need to reevaluate this, this, this and that. And that's what she did. I, I know you're on here and we're asking you questions about so, so many people and you're fielding them so well. And I know it's a difficult landscape to navigate because you know, you're speaking for other people. And, and and so I appreciate that. That being said, let me 
dig in even deeper and ask you a, very, a harder question. When I got this sense and, and that Rich Froning was – I feel like I saw something in, in one of his talks about Haley – that maybe not that he takes his athletes for granted, but the thought of her leaving would have really bothered Rich. That he like he sees he he's very close to her, like in his mind, closer than maybe most. And he seemed like um like invested almost like he's her dad. Like it would have gutted him. I just saw some sort of chink in his oh. in his armor that would have gutted him. Like, oh, this this man who's so used to just focusing, you know, on winning. It, it seemed like there was some sort of like, holy shit, this would I would not like this. Not for any other reason, but like he let his daughter down. Look, I, as I said before, when we talk about Sam, Rich is a very generous person. No, you, everybody who trains at the barn, is, the barn of Rich is at his house, so you need to be at his place in order to train there. And you build after, you know, how many hundreds of hours a friendship with, his, with, with, with people that are training with you, whether you are the coach or the, you know, the, the, the mentor or whatever that is. And, of course, if things don't go as expected and you lose that friendship, uh, I think that nobody wants to have that feeling. I, you know, I've, I've been trying myself to find out, you know, ups and downs of this 2022 and it's been an amazing year for me i have nothing but great things to be thankful for still i do have an amount of a very little amount of disappointments with some people here and there and uh it, i think it's part of our job it's part of our, our you know our environment and um i think that yeah if, if, if Haley would whoever gi Haley, whoever that is one day decides to leave mayhem Everybody's going to be very sad uh, that the person is leaving because we we appreciate each other's company very much. Maybe Sevan or Brian, you need to come to Mayhem soon and 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 see for yourself. I would love to do that. You know, yeah, I, right. there's a very, very beautiful anywhere. moment. <laughs> there's a very beautiful moment I remember at the Capitol uh, when I think it was a page that uh, crossed the you know the, the the line, and both Bailey and and Guy were waiting for her and escorted her because she was feeling bad. And, you know, uh, Sevan, you know very well, there are many athletes that you finish your workout. Oh, no, no, I need my rest, give my water, my shake, whatever. Not many of them will wait 10 more minutes after the workout waiting for your training partner to be over to help that person. Uh, you know, I, I, I have very funny memories of, you know, the fridges that you have at the very end of the, of the line, athletes say, putting their hands on the on the ice pack. I said, "Don't! It's my ice. Get out of here!" You know, uh, and uh, no, no, no. It's 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 a very there are very deep friendships there, and I think that if one day we will lose one of them, it's going to be very sad for for all of us. Uh, Nick uh, at Gilbert's. I heard Rich is doing comp train. Yeah. Um, now this question here, I will not ask you because they did not pay money. So I will, I will not ask you this question. Javier Banda, who is Haley uh, dating? We will that that question definitely needs at least that cost, that cost three digit. Javier, <laughs> <laughs> and you need to spell her name correctly. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Um, I, I I've been to Tennessee. I've I've been out there a handful of times. <laughs> yes. I, I, I I like it there. Yeah, but you used to be a little tougher than you are now. I definitely um, when, when an athlete's making that decision to leave, 
It's, I'm guessing that it's difficult because you have you, you, there's two competing thoughts. And correct me if I'm wrong. One is, do you stay with your friends or do you do what's best for your um, games career? Yeah. And I'm guessing that that's that's sort of that that's a, that was also like a tough position. That's part of the reflection process, right? I don't I don't know whether Haley thought I'm leaving and then came back. You know, I okay. thought that she took a step back and saw the whole picture again and needed to see whether her decisions were, um, you know, hand in hand to her goal. And uh, as I said before, she's a very clever girl, and you know, she she of course changed some stuff. She she. She changed all her programming and however that was given to her and and a lot of elements and and, and she's doing great. I was in Cookville, I don't know what, but maybe last month or yeah, last month, yeah, last month, and um, and she was doing great. I've never, I, I think that I've never seen Haley so happy and so focused on her job as I saw her uh, in in November. Does Roman speak English? Mm, a little bit. Um, could he could he come on the podcast? Could he have a conversation? Yeah, you can try. I mean, like you can try. We have a friend. I really want to have him on. I'm up for trying. I'm. I'm. I, I want to try. We, 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 there is this this friend of ours. Her name is Rosa. Rosa is a person that uh, she lives. She's uh, uh, she speaks Russian. She's not Russian, right? A Rosa Respect. speaks Russian. Rosa. 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 Yeah. And uh, she she's she's been she's been actually helping Roman a lot uh, in order for him to find a way to come to the states. So she's kind of a family member for 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 Roman, and she is Roman's official translator. So if you convince Rosa, you know you have a chance to help Roman. Um, he responded to me in English on Instagram. Yeah, he he. I think he speaks. He he writes well. He he takes his time, and you know, he, but he. Well, he could put it into a translator, you know. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And then I asked for his phone number and, and he stopped answering me. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when the athletes, when the, when the female ath- individual athletes hear that Tia is um, taking the season off um, <laughs> to, to birth a child, um, does that chum the water? Does that, is everyone like, these highly motivated people who think they're already at level 10 for their motivation. Do they, do they go to 11? Brian? (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to imagine. Yes. I think someone sent me a message the other day, like all top 10 games athletes immediately stop eating Christmas dinner and go to the, to the garage to train. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, it's it's very likely that it's a it's not very likely. It's clearly it's a podium space that has been a spot that is open now, uh, you know. And uh, we'll see. I think that uh, I think that there are girls that have shown that have the potential, you know, to 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 stay at the podium. I think that there are girls that are working really really hard, uh, and uh, I believe that it's going to be a very fun year to see uh, athletes uh, performing. It would be fat. You remember there was the year Catron was at the games and then she didn't make it one year and she came back and won the games. Yeah. 2014. She didn't make it. Yeah. And so she, and she wasn't there last year, right? She correct, wasn't Brian? there last year, I think. And, Brian? and now, I mean, the, the clips that I'm seeing, she looks absolutely amazing. She looks back to her, her fight, her fighting, you know, look, you, 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 you actually, uh, you were, you didn't put uh you didn't 
bet that she was going to make it, right? If I remember correctly, a, a very heated argument between you and Brian regarding Catherine in the episode 544. Oh, yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, I think it was 544 or 543. You're right. Um, Brian was saying she would make it, and I said she wouldn't. I think that it was the case, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm right a lot of times I, that I don't get credit for. <laughs> um, I think I think it's amazing. I mean, Catherine is an amazing athlete. You would never ever discard her. Yeah, these are these are amazing stories. And something like Haley, not that she's not already a, a superstar in the space, but if she wins the games, her star catapults. Um, yeah, I mean, she, I, mean I I think I think more so than than. Um, most and she's so young so when someone like her if she were to win the games it, uh the whole landscape in front of robins how old is she she's 21 22 i think she's 22 at the moment yeah it's crazy yeah she's been uh this she's been um like seven times to the games eight times seven are, are there are, is is cara saunders uh, do you know anything about her tra training situation is she what is she doing She's, uh, she's, um, <laughs> do you know anything, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> wow. A, a lateral pass to Brian. That was good, Facundo. That was solid. Uh, I mean, I haven't talked to Cara in a while. I did write an article about her after Rogue. I thought it was just a good, uh, appropriate moment to acknowledge her career. I've been 10 years. She had a great, she won the last event at Rogue. She won her final heat at the games this season. It seems to me like she's spending time with her family. I think she's very much of the just in her DNA is to always train. Um, so I th I'm sure she's training. I saw some stuff from her at the beach recently. She still looks great, but I think that you know for family and uh, is. In, I mean that ass shot you saw her ass shot and you're like it's she's a video. Games? It's a video. Oh okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. No, look. I mean, look. You got. Oh my add. god. Yeah, she but I think like it seems like she's. She looks like herself. she's in fighting shape. She looks like she's ready to go. Yeah, I, I think that I think that you know, as you would know, Kara is a mayhem athlete, and she does uh, our programming. And I think that she 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 knows herself very well, and she knows uh, when to do stuff, when it's a good time for her. Her, you know, when she I mean, should... she was she was she was basically saying she was going to retire, but for some reason, I'm having trouble believing it. I mean, she was so good at rogue that I'm not sure whether she's ready to retire. But 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 the jury's out. You you have no official. Uh... No official word announcement. Nothing you want to announce for ninety nine cents. Someone pony up ninety nine cents. Brian. <laughs> no, I think that you know, I, 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 I think that Kara uh, is thinking on what to do in twenty twenty three. If she wants to compete, and you know, she will certainly be as extraordinary as she, as she, as she always is. I mean, it, it must influence her too, also a little bit that uh, T is not competing. It must must you know at least get oh, her antenna moving. I, I think that Gara does her thing. I think that she's very unaware of uh, not just Tia, but just the, she just does what she wants to do, and that's her drive. He, she doesn't need opportunities to open for her to decide. Oh, I'm going to do it because now I know. I think that uh, I mean. Tia's amazing, there's no doubt. And Kara was extraordinary last year at the regionals. Uh, and, uh, you know, after one year after being a, a mom. So there's, I mean, honestly, there's like, if you just look at what Kara has done since giving birth, with the exception of the 2021 games where she <clears throat> was sick and unable to really compete it. I mean, she's, she's still right in the mix. I feel like if anything, she's, you know, she still could get better from last year, like, 
than last year going into this year if she wanted to. I just don't know if if she wants to. I mean, I think she's, had, like I said, had a very great career. She's done almost everything. Zevan, you're not wrong, though. When you've done almost everything and you've come two points to winning and the woman that beat you that year and has won every year since steps aside and you look at the people ahead of you and you're like, man, like, is it worth it for me to give this one more chance? Like, you know, could I do the last thing that I haven't been able to do? I would put her, I would put her as the closest to first. It's obviously Rich Fronian against Graham Holmberg. And then, uh, and then, and then Cara Saunders, at least, at least one year, maybe two years, you could say Then she holds the second and third spot for just games that were just slipped out of her hands. Um, so, and, and, and then, and then Mary, maybe after that, it's Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Or Matt and Ben. Yeah. Matt and Ben. Ben Right. But, but that, that has to be in, in Cara's mind. Yeah. She is a, she is a proud person. That's for sure, but I can tell you that she's very much in love with his daughter. And right? Is, is she pregnant? Is she pregnant, Facundo? No, Scotty. She's uh, she's two years now, the daughter. Yeah, I know. But is 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 Cara Saunders pregnant again? Well, not that I know. All right, just <laughs> not that I know. But uh, I know that you know Scotty, her daughter, came to uh, to roll. Sure didn't look like it in that video. No, it didn't. <laughs> Unless the baby's in her butt. No, no, no. And, uh, and I think that she's having a great time being a mom and she loves that. And so she, I'm not sure whether she wants to dedicate more time to fulfill that, you know, those two points and see whether, what she's able to take into consideration that will take precious time away from, from her daughter. So, you know, it's like Rich. Rich wants to be with his children. The main reason is just like, I really want to spend more time is that a donation? It's just a... <laughs> no, that's just... Because that's then the... we do share. <laughs> Glock Catter, you can ask me whatever for that amount. Yeah. You can ask me whichever question and I'll answer. No, uh, <laughs> no. Rich, Rich wants to be with his family. He just, it's just a real reason. I mean, it's, it, yeah. it's fair. It's fair. Speaking of families, did you just have another daughter? Yes. So they well, say. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. So you have two kids yeah. now. Yeah, I just want to be like you, Sivan. Yeah, one more, one more. Listen, by the way, someone in the comments was like, how do you get, how is, uh, can you share uh, your beauty secrets with Sivan? This guy's 10 years younger than me. Don't fucking get it confused. <laughs> this how guy, old are you, Sivan? This guy is not my age. <laughs> how old are you? I'm 50. Well, I'm not so, I mean, we are, when are you, when are you turning 51? Uh, March, March 16th. We are three and a half years apart. Huh? Oh, <laughs> shit. All right. Maybe I will. Maybe after. Maybe I will get some beauty secrets after the show. Yeah. Um, oh yes. Facundo, do you, are you familiar with uh, an Alabama wipe? That term, Alabama wipe. Nope. Don't I'm worry, I'm not you, either. I wonder if you if you guys do this in Tennessee as part of the um, as part of kind of the recycling. The, I'm going to read this to you. The Alabama wipe is when you blow your nose in toilet paper and then use it to wipe your butt. You know, in order to conserve. <laughs> Uh, I was wondering, is that a practice? I heard that's a practice at Mayhem, a common um, double down on the toilet paper. Nothing goes to waste. I never heard anybody. Uh, I mean, if they do something, they will call uh, Tennessee wet wipe, but not Alabama. <laughs> the, the Cookville wipe. Okay. No, that, that wouldn't be, but uh, no. Uh, never heard that term. Okay. I'm just wondering how assimilated you are with the uh, Southern culture. No, no, no. No. Okay. No, in any case, I do know crafters are very resilient to showers. I mean, they can do 15 workouts and then have one shower at the end of the day. Uh, so you know, very eco-friendly. That's I like that. <laughs> yeah. So save yeah. that water. I'm sure that's a big concern out there in Cookville. A uh, Facundo for two dollars. Anthony, please put a profile pic in. Please, yeah. please. Um, Will Rich Froning 
win Masters Division? Now, that's a loaded question. I guess the first question is, is he going to enter the, the Masters uh, uh, I, 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 he doesn't know himself. I don't think he has decided that. I think he's enjoying uh, having not to think about uh, competing next year at the moment. He's just in his head, as a team at least. Um, well, I'm the wrong person to ask, guys. I mean, if you ask me which one would win, I would say which one would win whatever he decides to go. He goes playing sport and he's going, uh, I know football is going to win, golf and he's going to win because he's that kind of competitor. He will prepare himself as much as he can to be at his very best when he goes. So if he goes Masters, I think he will win. Uh, coffee, he pause. Brian, he's the one who, uh, you know, who's the analyst here. We'll ask Brian in two seconds. Coffee, pods, and wads. I will be going on that podcast, by the way, in 48 minutes. Um, I will be joining uh, Pedro over there. In France, they do it the other way around. They wipe their nose second. Well, I'd heard that about the French. Very I'm very interesting. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Uh, okay, where are we? Where are we in the show? Uh, Mr. Panchik. Which one? There are many Mr. Panchiks. Let's talk about the one that is uh, closest to you, uh, Mr. Spencer. Is, 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 Spencer, is Spencer, Spencer one of your uh, athletes? No. No, I, I was, uh, no he, uh, he's not. Uh, was he one of your athletes? He was one of my – we worked together when well, – that's, that's Saxon. Oh, whatever. Pretend like it's Spencer. Don't ruin my don't ruin my story. Don't ruin That's my Spencer. story. That's okay. Spencer. That's okay, Spencer. There we go. Thank uh, you, Caleb. Sorry, Caleb. I set you up for failure. Sorry about that. Yeah, we. Uh... <laughs> Savan sent Caleb two pictures. He goes, pull up one of these, and let's hope it's the right one. If not, <laughs> right. switch over real quick. Maybe no one will notice. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we worked together uh, for a while up to um, uh, I think it was maybe it's Brian knows better than me. Uh, the Open last year, uh, this year, this year. Um, and, uh, then we, we I think so. Working. I think one of the, cause wasn't spent, didn't Spencer come to Cookville before the games this past yes. summer to train we, we, with a lot exactly. of the athletes? And then we did, uh, I mean, Spencer uh, had qualified to go to the games and he needed, a, a you know, a good place and a good environment for him to prepare for the games. So he spends a couple of months at mayhem, uh, you know, doing that, preparing himself for the games. Sort of in a similar situation, maybe that Roman's in now. It's a play if if you're homeless, if you're a homeless athlete and you're good, you go to Mayhem. No, I think no, no, no. I, I think that, uh, uh, for the games last year, we you know we we provided specific uh, uh, games training for those athletes that qualify for the games. During that time, uh, Roman, um, you know, will fall kind of in a different category because he will be spending apparently most of the season up into the games, not just the month of preparation for the game. So uh, a bit of a different uh, relationship. Uh, Jay Ruffner, uh, Facundo is so damn mysterious. Like what does he do and how did he get there? Brian? (laughs) (laughs) I would keep saying Brian every time that I will. No, I I mean, I think he's been pretty uh, clear about that today, actually. You know, he's working for Mayhem now. He's had a background in politics. And uh, as far as what he's done to get there, you know, he's been he's been around for a long time. I remember 2000, I think 15, 16 time period. I was just starting to learn more and more about the CrossFit landscape when talking to some friends. And 
we would just see this guy randomly show up in pictures or at events with a lot of prestigious CrossFitters. And it was Facundo, Facundo, Facundo. And I was asking that question back then. Who is this guy, Facundo? It's funny that when people to me said, you know, uh, like appearing, I, so I, I, I I had the luck, everything started. And I want to say it every time. And I, you know, that I've said it over and over. Everything started when Dave Durante, the, the, you know, the great coach, gymnastic coach invited him. I, I, I ran into him at the games and I told him, you know, you know, you are amazing to me. You are a great inspiration and so on and so on. And then he said, oh, if you think so, then, you know, if, and if you want to learn, I'm giving a couple of seminars. He was. What year was that, Facundo? What year? Uh, 13. And uh, he said to me, oh, well, if you want to learn, I'm giving a couple of seminars. You can come and be, you know, a bit of assistant, a bit of uh, in-person, like, you know, like, how do you call these the people that just sit there and look? Uh, Basically, you can shadow. You can shadow me. Yeah, like a bit of a shadow and so on. And you know, to have a guy like that that you admire so much say to you, "If you want to learn, I give you this chance." You know, so you take I the chance. Yeah, and you, you're very thankful to start with, and then you take the chance and you pre- try to prepare yourself to be up to that chance as best as, as as good as you can. So I did a lot of. We did a couple of years with Dave. Uh, we we traveled many continents. I was his demo boy. And I can tell you something, gymnastic demo boy is challenging because you're hanging there for like five minutes while Dave shows all the physics about being hanged, dead hang, and these and hollows and arches. And Would so you be sore? Things. Would you be sore after being the demo boy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was sore. My, 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 my grip. Because, yeah. you know, you're hanging there and, and, and Dave is like, yeah, now Fakun is going to show you now, retract, now pull this, do that, do that. And I felt like, you know, my, my arms were shaking. Like I can't anymore. And he was like, and now... He's going to do this, and so. Uh, but every, so I, I. That's how I started, and then uh, well, I had the chance to work with Hincha for three more years, and that was his. You know, we did maybe, maybe sixty seminars together throughout the world. Wow. And then I met uh, Rich Fronin, and he, you know, invited me to to be part of uh, of his Mayhem family. So. Uh, can I uh, let me give you? I'll give you my perspective too of Facundo. So I always saw Facundo around. I had no idea who he was. Um, he, <laughs> but, but I would always see him wherever, like uh, in the um, athlete warm up area, or I would see him, you know, under the venue uh, at, at that great venue in Carson. I'd see him under there, and he would always smile, or we would nod each other. There was everyone knew everyone, even if you didn't know them. I'd be running by with my camera or something, and and I knew who I knew of him. But I didn't know his name, but like Brian said, he was always with high profile athletes. And you have to also, there is an aura about Facundo where he looks more manager than coach. So when you see, if you, if I'm running by him, I'm going to notice him. He has a different aura about him than other people. Even if he's the water boy, he's going to stand out. Hmm. So um, I was the coffee boy. Sorry. Coffee boy. Yeah. So he always, he always, he always, uh, if he was there, even if he was, you know, standing next to three athletes, it wasn't like it wasn't like it was just like someone's husband or wife standing there. Like you would see him and you'd be like, OK, this he held himself like he belonged there. And uh, yeah. And, and you were and you were a very smiley man. You're, you were, you were I'm a smiley man. I, yeah. I like to believe so. But um, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, at the end of the day, manager and coach, you just guide the athlete to whatever, you know your input says they need to go and whatever they want to go. Uh, it's not just about the technicalities of, or oh, you do three thrusters at this amount of weight and you're going to win. But, you know, you journey with them. 
But you uh, look you look more banker than um uh you know Max El Hajj who's like sitting next to his athlete and sweating more than his athlete even though his athlete's warming up. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I just I just a firm believer that I there's no much that I can do in a competition. Most of the work needs to be done uh, before the competition and by the time they get there I hope that the athletes know how to, you know, understand perfectly well the work, how to warm up, how to play around whatever is going to be thrown at them. I'm not a, a coach that is like, hey, bro, now you're going to do 10 double unders, 10 burpees, you warm up, breathe 10 times, and then you, you, I'm going, you're going to the competition, do, uh, I don't know. 10 Would you say you have more, uh, during the competitions, you maybe have more of a mental and emotional, in, you know, influence on them? I want to be present with my athletes, first of all, because I care for them. And second, because there are circumstances that might happen in which they might need me, despite the work that they're going to do or the event they're going to do. And that's why, for me, it's very important to be there for them. Um, you know, I, I don't sweat. I just sweat my hands because I'm stressed and nervous for them. The things go as expected. But uh, then, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Someone wrote here, what was this? Uh, uh, plot twist, Sevon intentionally uh, avoid. No, I never intentionally avoided anyone. I, I was, I'm very nice at those events. Yeah, if that I is have, true. If, it's, I have, it's, if I have one second, I'll talk to someone. Sevon has always been very, um, I mean, not, not as charming maybe as Brian, no, because it's very hard. Oh my God. <laughs> it's very hard to, but you've been very generous. No, I, because I remember. I that remember is you. bullshit. I'm twice as charming as Brian. That is bullshit. No, 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 I remember you working on the behind the scenes. I mean, this is one of the best things CrossFit ever did. The behind Thank the scenes you. of the games. Thank you. Uh, and uh, you did it really, really well. And I remember you hand, like like seeing who's coming in, who's coming out from the check-in. So well, who I'm going to you know, pick on now. Yeah. or whatever and you will you were always very um very charming kind. very charming very kind let's say um when when you're at the um at at rich's house yeah. um what are the rules with um like going into the house like can can you go in let's say you are could you just go in there and get a snack could you make a and if you could like how deep could you go in the snack like does it just have to be grab a cracker out of a box or could you actually sit down and make a sandwich Okay. Uh, Would you open the fridge there? I live at Rich's house. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I, I, I hope that I can open the fridge. <laughs> wow. Okay. You're so in I, the house. You're not like in the back where Fikowski is? <laughs> no, no, no. Fika no, no, no. I, I live at the house. I, I, uh, I, yeah. So that person there, it's one of my best friends in life. Um, it's Hillary, Rich's wife. And we are very, very good friends. One of my favorite people. I think that Rich likes me because she pushed him to like me. <laughs> kind of, oh, you know? wow. Wow. Is there a little bit of truth to that? Um, hopefully, hopefully not. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. Knows? Okay, good. But um, yeah, so we, I, I, I live there and uh, I like to cook. I like to cook a lot. So when I'm there, um, I like to cook pasta because Hillary is a very big pasta fan. And I cook for 15, 20 people. We, we do pasta for everybody. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm allowed to open the... <laughs> the kitchen the, the fridge wow and and um and what about the other um are, are there rule are there spoken rules about <laughs> about the house like uh, who can come in who can't like hey don't bug them or is it more unspoken like hey make no, sure you give the front of their privacy everybody's invited to come in everybody's yeah. invited to come in people respect it very much you know because the children are there the dogs are there but it's 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 an open place uh everybody's very welcome and uh 
yeah, it's it's. If Luke do, Parker do in, came in with muddy with the, shoes, uh, do you interact with the Buffalo much? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm. Can you see me next to the Buffalo? No, but uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. One of I from the bathroom that I stay, I see the Buffaloes in the, in the morning. It's the first things that I see. Do you have your own bathroom? I do have my own bathroom. Uh, um, when when Luke when Luke if Luke Parker were if you were in that kitchen um, uh, with your apron on, do you wear an apron? No. Uh, if you were in, uh, I'm going to put you in an apron. If you were in the kitchen and you were uh, cooking pasta with an apron on, and Luke Parker were to come in and you noticed his shoes were muddy, would you would you speak up to him? Oh yeah, every every speaks to Luke. Everybody yeah. says, "Hey, you'd be well, like, hey, buddy, take your shoes off." You're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you? What are you showing now? Okay. Yeah. Yes, uh, everybody. Uh, everybody is, uh, but but look, is I said that look is a bit. It's just a heart, you know. It's, it's a heart with you know with a boy attached to it. Uh, he's he's just very gentle and he's a great, fun guy to be around. But I'm also a very big fan of Crackle Barrel, so uh, we tend to go there and to have a lot of food, a lot of food, a lot of food. One of the things that I'm the most proud of in the last years, I have been uh, um, featured on the Crackle Barrel Instagram page. As oh shit! Most, wait, as my, uh, one of the most um, faithful customers. Are you he kidding eats, me? He eats more Cracker Barrel pancakes than anyone. How right. do they track? How do they track that you have a Cracker Barrel? Um... Because the once there was a time when I was in Cookville. I think uh, who was with me? I think uh, well, Spencer and Saxon were there with me, part of the trip, and I, I was there for two weeks, and I went to Cracker Barrel thirteen times in seven days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Plus yeah. seven. Don't just, forget. You just had every meal there, and don't forget what you meal. said. Uh, no matter what he's doing, he stands out. You 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 acknowledge. You <laughs> yeah, notice the, if he comes thirteen times in a week, you can't so, miss. I think that even the people there on different shifts are like, "Hey, bro, were you here yesterday? Were you here also before yesterday?" And I think that somebody contacted corporate and said, "This guy, we need to pay attention. Whether it's very suspicious, whether it's very good or very bad for us, but this is a guy that is thirteen having his times." Uh, yeah, it's that's one of extremely the impressive. Right? I used I had a personal record of of going to Chipotle thirteen times in a week in high school one time, and but it was also kind of daunting to do that. So, Chipotle is a bit more health. It's a bit healthier than Crackle Barrel, no? <laughs> yeah, but the point is, thirteen times going anywhere to eat in a week is impressive. I think I think one time I I went to Five Guys like six times in three days with Greg. One time it was just a, a restaurant right near where we were staying, and we just ate two hamburgers every day for six days. But and that seemed like a lot. Uh, Sevan, if you have to go on holidays with a former colleague of yours from across the world, who would you take? He wouldn't take anyone. All of them would take him. No, if he's if he's obliged to choose one, I'd go with Dave. Okay. Yeah, I'd go with Dave. That's a good question. I'd either go with Dave or with Greg. There's so he many. crossing that question off his list for later on. There's right so many. There's so many. There's so many good ones. And so I have another question for you both because we're ending the year, and I'm I'm, I'm a fair believer that you need to look where you've been in order to you know to aim better where to go. What was the favorite moment so far for you guys, 2022? Personal, professional, or otherwise? Maybe you can have both. Silence doesn't sell, guys. So you need to every in. every every moment I spend with my kids. Every, I mean, every. I mean, yesterday, I one of my my oldest son kicked my youngest son in the chest, 
so hard it left a mark on his chest. And my youngest son was so excited. He's like, look, it left a mark on me. And I was just like, this is just incredible. And he was I'm so, proud of you, bro. He was so proud. Yeah, I'm proud of you both. <laughs> you know how it is with kids. A- anytime, uh, yeah, anytime, anytime with my kids, anytime I see my wife interacting with my kids, watching, you know, someone I've been with for so long, uh, transform into a mother. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all kid stuff. It's all kid stuff. Right. I have no kids. Mine are very selfish, probably. Uh, from a personal perspective, I would say probably uh, snatching 185. I've been wow. trying to do that for a long time, and I did it uh, the quarterfinals workout last year, and then also getting the broadcast in Dubai. Um, you know, oh, I've, that was cool! I, you know, I've believed to my to myself that I could do that at a high level or at a high level competition for a while. But you know, you have to have the opportunity, and those guys gave it to me. And it was at the first, the very first thing that I did with Derek there was to record a little recap on top of the Burj Khalifa. And as soon as the cameras turned on and he switched on to his like uh, TV personality voice and I've just felt really good about the weekend and, and having a chance to do that with him. So those would be two for me. Okay. Does that I mean it's your turn? Yeah. Well, no, you cannot ask my, my own questions. You know, you get, you get your own. It's heavy. I have, it was, it was, I have well, another we, we can one. answer for you though. Probably. So what, 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 um, why would it be, why would it be, um, the, your goal for 2023, Brian? To get you to answer one of your own questions, not get kicked <laughs> off of YouTube. Well, I've, I had just had a child, so I mean, no, nothing can compare to you know to. But you had a pretty uh, actually. If you were going to try to choose one moment from this year, having a child, Argentina winning the World Cup, Rich's last championship. I mean, you've had some big moments this year. Yeah, it's been an amazing year. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, of course, my child and 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 my family and I, I feel when I'm in Cookville, especially uh, at Rich's house, I feel home. You know, it's my second family, and uh, I I celebrated very much uh, that Rich uh, had that outcome. Not that I did not think that it was going to be the case, uh, but um, yeah. Akundo, how long are you going to do this for? How long are you going to um, keep traveling for? Did, is is your relationship made for this? Yeah, uh, I think that we. I think that it's very important for for us both to you know um, to be able to be part of a very, very um, you know, close family because we're very united when we are together, but also we have our our goals and our dreams and our objectives. And we, Does we, he travel as much as you? Yeah. yeah. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. So there'll be times when, what's the longest you'll go without seeing him? Will you ever go like you're gone for a month and you get back and he's gone no, for no, a no, month? No, no, no. I, oh. I, 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 when I go, when I travel, I'm, I try to make my, my the longest of my trips in between, within seven days. Okay, wow. At... But I I fear that uh, I have to go to Orlando, to Rio, and to Berlin back to back during uh, regionals because I have a lot of athletes in these three locations. What so, about relocating? What What about relocating to Cookville? Uh, you got I'm lucky fine. that none of them overlapped on weekends. I know. I I know. I know. <laughs> I I talked to. Uh, to Adrian, no, 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 no. Uh, I wish it would be the case. No, I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine where I am. Uh, actually, you know, yesterday we were talking, having this talk about retirement already. This is just how long, and uh, we decided that. I mean, I would love to retire in Salzburg, which is two hours from where I am now. It's in, in Austria, but I, I think that I'm going to be able to do it as much. Strasbourg's in Austria now. No, no Salzburg, Salzburg. Oh, Salzburg, Salzburg. Salzburg. Um, uh, I think that I will be doing as much as. I'm happy with doing it. I don't get up so much 
disappointed, so upset because I'm very passionate and I get to tend very, you know, disappointment sometimes, disappointed sometimes. But I, um, I hope you know that people keep calling me and say, well, um, I, I will, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there. Thank you. I thought I you lived in Bel- I thought you lived in Belgium for some reason. Yeah, I live in Belgium, but I have a little house in Salzburg, in the mountains. That's and, what and you like speak. What, what do they speak there? You speak that language? Yes, that's, that's German. Yes, German is my my third language, my fourth language, kind of. Yeah, let's see. In terms of in terms of when I learned it, my fifth language, but my third language because it's the one that I speak the most, maybe at the moment at the time next to English. You speak five languages. None of them well, but yes. Wow, there's, I think there's a word for that. Like we went over it last time he was on the show. Um, yeah. Oh, we did. Okay, yeah. There's yeah. some unique yeah, yeah. category. I, I, but anyways, um, so I would like to, to man, I know I know that uh, we are getting to an end here, but I would like to know. Uh, is a tax haven? No, I wish. <laughs> Nowhere I wish. in Europe is a tax haven. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, especially especially Belgium. Belgium is really, really. Uh, up to fifty-five percent of your salary goes for taxes. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, can I ga- ask you because I think that people would like to know what are your goals for two thousand twenty-three, both of you? I just don't want to get kicked off of YouTube. My goal—that's uh, it. Are you satisfied with your job, Simon? I think your podcast. Very. Yeah. Why, why, why uh, well, do- I'm satisfied by it because, um, like, I'm so excited to wake up every morning. I'm so excited. And a lot of times, like this morning, I was really nervous. I hadn't talked to you in a long time. And I, and I like that. You know what I mean? I like that. Um, yeah, I love it. I do. I do wish that it was. Um, but but do, it's, it's weird. It's a double edged sword, because on one hand, I wish I had like 10 million subscribers. And on the other hand, I think that I need to work up to that pressure slowly. It already, you know, someone said in the comments the other day, there's only 72 people watching the show live and i'm thinking well for me that's still a lot of pressure i take that pressure very 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 seriously and so yeah but i love it yeah i absolutely love it i'm so happy thank you for asking brian i have a really different uh take on this than i think most people do but um i don't really have any any like concrete goals written down my goals are very uh they're very close minded, which is basically day to day. I've just keep laying the next brick and see what builds. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. It's That's like, nice. right, right, right. Facundo, good habits, um, discipline and passion. And so if you don't have goals, if at least if you have those, um, yeah, I know I went down below 20,000 again. I know. So tell me about it. I can almost, I put a gun in my mouth last night. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, discipline, passion, and uh, and um, uh, and habits, and then if you know, and, and I think that um, if you have those, even if you don't have goals, like you know, shit's gonna get sh- good. Shit's gonna happen. Yeah, I I I agree with you. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, uh, you have any other? Wait, wait, wait. Questions? Let me give this. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, you built the greatest community. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Yes. Now go ahead. Kind of. That's true. That's true. I, it's funny because I've been watching some podcasts now that was on holidays. I was traveling, um, and very often people said um, a lot of "Oh, Seban Poscat, Seban Poscat," you know, and it, it 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 it's becoming really kind of a reference, no? And in, in the CrossFit world, uh, what happens and what Seban says in his podcasts. In his podcasts. Well, good. And I hope so. Thank maybe, you. Yeah. 
Especially yeah. your your friend Andrew Andrew Hiller. He always mentions you. He's a very good dude. I adore my friend Andrew Hiller. That's actually that's one of the crowning achievements I'd say for my 2022 is cultivating that friendship. I'm not really I don't I'm not a uh, I feel like my life is too full for friends, but I actually made a friend in Andrew, and that's really cool. And Brian, Brian's an old friend. I've cultivated okay. that one a while okay. ago. That oh, one's yeah. in maintenance mode. Fakunto <laughs> maintenance <laughs> mode. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So, last question for me to you, at least, Brian. Who's going to win the CrossFit Games this year? At this point, I w I will <clears throat> I will still pick Justin Medeiros to win every competition he shows up to, and still someone can beat him. But I do think that Roman has a realistic chance to do that this season. And uh, you know, obviously, with the news of Tia not being in the field this year, my focus immediately goes to the other two podium athletes from last year, Mal and Laura. Um, My gut is telling me that Laura is going to pull it out, but we're a long ways off. How about yeah. you, Facundo? Who do you, do you have any thoughts? I that? think Rich Morning will win the games. Yeah, me too. If, if he ever wants, if he, if he wants to go to the games, uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's it's complicated for me to to say because I really I see my I see the athletes and I see not just mine, other athletes, uh, uh, you know, and I also see this last month at Rogue, I I, I could you know speak a lot with my colleague coaches like with Justin and with Nick and with uh, John and we we had very nice talks and they are doing a great job uh, at what they're doing so you know there are great athletes around there are great coaches around and I don't know what they're doing so I would never be able to discard oh, anybody that has the potential if they work with with these colleagues with his friends diplomat diplomat Sorry? What a diplomat you are. No, 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 no. I, I, because it, on the contrary, it, uh, at the beginning, I always felt that, you know, we are rivals because we are coaches and, you know, I want my athlete to win and you want your athlete to win. But then, you know, you are there and you are with Justin Cotter, which is a super fun guy. And it's impossible not to be, you know, hey, let's chat about this, let's chat about that. And uh, and you get to know these people better and And you get to know how clever they are and how hardworking, how inventive they are as coaches. So I'm, if somebody says to me, oh, I'm, I'm going, I'm an athlete of, just to name it again, Justin. So, oh man, that athlete could have a great year because he has a great coach. So, um, oh, it's a great, this is honestly is a great perspective. And if you see one of his athletes succeed in an event and Justin's really happy, you're happy for him because you know, because you've been in the trenches too, how much work it takes athlete and coach together to achieve yeah, yeah. something like that. I feel the same way about the media landscape. I don't care if morning chalk up or the barbell spin or any of these media outlets put out something that's great that I didn't think of. That's original. That's new. That's accurate. I'll, I want to repost that because I want people to see it. You know, not, yeah. not one coach or one person is going to be limited to all of the good ideas and, and accomplishments. So I, I love that you have that perspective. You need to come to mayhem to see our incredible media team. I know some of them. I think it's funny that you call uh, him Benjamin. But his name is Benjamin. I know. I call him Ben. Ben, ben Bennett, Scott, and then you have Jen, and they are amazing. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that there is a lot of extraordinary athletes around. There's amazing coaches around, and I really don't know what they're doing. You know, I, social media for me doesn't tell me the real <laughs> picture of what whatever they're doing. So, I'll, but you know that they're working hard, and you know that they have a focused objective, just like you do. Exactly. So, uh, you know. I, Sam is an amazing athlete. Some By the way, our eat. listeners' favorite word that you say is focus. 
Why not? Yeah, why not Samuel? Why? Why don't you call him Samuel? Samuel. Sam. Samuel. Samuel. Actually, Samuel because it's French. Samuel. Samuel. Cornoyer. Samuel. Samuel. He's there, guys. Guy's been training very hard again lately. You know, she's he's back in mayhem. That's the South American guy, the Brazilian guy, Guy. Yes, that's the the. I think <laughs> I Brazil. think, Guy, I think yeah. Guy could have a, a bounce back here at the games this year. Yeah, Guy, uh, Guy's Guy. Uh, you know, you you can never. He's. He's an extraordinary athlete. He's uh, well, yeah. You know that uh, guy. That boy needs how knows how to move. He has a power and a speed that are almost unrivaled. Uh, and, I can't uh, believe we didn't talk about him. Crazy. Yeah, I did. I brought yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's just no, no, no. It's just like you asked me and then said, "Well, how can I, uh, you know, say nothing about about Guy? We talk about Roman, about Lazar, about Sam." Yeah, uh, it's my fault. I'm not, I'm how, not putting any of that blame on you. It's, on it's, uh, it's how how difficult is it to to have multiple athletes that have top five podium potential under the same roof training? Um, uh, very easy for you or for them. <laughs> for you or for them? <laughs> for me? No, 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 no. I think you know. Uh, they, they, these people work together very often and they work very well and they are very aware of the, the, the advantage they have to have each other when they train. And they're also very, very, very aware that when it's three, two, one, go, I don't know you and I'm here to, you know, I want to win. I'm not going to slow down just to, you know, give you a point because you paid dinner last night. Uh, so they are, they are very clever. And, and I think, that the most clever thing is that Rich was able to build that environment, and he, 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 you know, he set a structure to it. This is going to work like this. This is what I want to work. That's why you know mayhem. Maybe it's not for everybody. Mayhem is for hardworking people that have no ego, and you are they are you know to win some workouts and to get destroyed and over the workouts and to work really hard. But there is this sense of. Uh, of you know of friendship that was very common back in the days in, in CrossFit when Jason and, and Josh and, and Dan and Rich were working together and you know they were spending a lot of time together. Three to one go, I'm going to you know bring you down because I want to win. And it's pretty much very similar to, to those times. He built the he built he built the place where he wanted to train in the environment he wanted to train yes. in. He, and uh, and uh, it's uh, the if you build it they will come, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, so uh, I, I think that uh, everybody needs knows that, or my athletes need that they need to work very hard, and uh, if they do that, they're they're very well taken care of, and they they stand a chance to to do better every year. Uh, Brian, I'm I'm going to close this and say something to Facundo, unless you have any other questions. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Uh, in all honesty, Facundo, if people like you didn't come on the show and didn't trust trust me, my, my words, not yours, this show would be fucking nothing. So when someone of your caliber comes on the show and you trust me to, to be live face to face, it means the world to me. It means the world to the listeners. But but most importantly, like I said, it, it means a lot to my entire family and people who don't have extended who don't have kids and families probably don't understand that. But I know you do. And uh, and so I really appreciate you uh, coming on here. And, uh, and and opening yourself up and, and fielding all these questions live. So thank you from the from the bottom of my heart and, and the, the whole heart, not just the bottom, the whole heart. Okay, okay. I thank you. I mean, you are 
every time you need me, I'm going to be here. You guys Thank you. do a lot for all of us, help us, you know, many things that people don't know. Brian is also very always available to help. And without you guys, what, our work wouldn't be exposed. And so really, I, I, I appreciate very much being here. And uh, I also, from my whole heart, wish you both a fantastic 2023. And hopefully we'll get to see each other very soon. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Thank you. Congrats on the baby again. Can't say it Thank enough. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. I only, pre- I only prepared for that for an hour, and, and I could have talked to him for three hours. God, he's easy. I thought that uh, you were going to cut the live, and we were going to have a chance to talk to him in the back, but he left. Well, I, still alive. I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm trying to build like a format to the show now, like slowly, like at the end, I always do. I almost cut you off too, where I always do a debrief with Caleb. Talk oh, you little, want me to go? Talk a little smack about the guests and stuff. No, I can you're leave. Fine. No, you're fine. You're, you're, you're almost regular enough to be in the uh, circle. Ken Walters, great show. Uh, head over to w- Woods and Pods, see Sevy Sweat. Yeah, so I'm going to go over there. And uh, I'm going to do the podcast with uh, Peter at Coffee Wads. Is, is it up already? Can you see? Like, can people go over there and um, and get notified? My goal is just to beat the podcast, the number of views the podcast he did with Fraser uh, last week had. If I do that, I can I can rest. Well, if everyone that's watching this goes over and listens, you're going to be basically there. Yeah, all of you. Yeah, it's up. Hey, can you guys push me over 20? Oh, cool. Okay, there you go. Oh, it looks just like me. Hey, can uh, so it's 8 p.m. his time, but it's 9 a.m. my time. Uh, can you guys fa- all... Is that your favorite picture of yourself? No. <laughs> um, can, can you guys... <laughs> you dick. Uh, can you guys um, all just subscribe to the podcast now? If you're listening, make sure you're subscribed. Don't accidentally unsubscribe. Just subscribe and, and get, get me over the, the 20,000 hump so I can Jeff sleep. Jethro Cardona it. likes the picture too. What did, what did he say? Tear me a new one? Did I get 20, where, where is it? Pull it up. I can't see it. The fuck is that? I know. That's what my mom said. That's what my mom said. The picture's everywhere. It's haunting you. It's your shadow. Oh, man. It's my fault. Hey, did you see this? Did you see this thumbnail I made for this? Uh, the show that Facundo was on? Yeah, it was great. Thank you. He posted, you know, he posted it. He said he was going on about 30 minutes before the show. He put the thumbnail up there, tagged us. Did you see that? That's nice. No, is it in his story or just on story. his? Uh, oh, that's cool. Can you imagine if we were organized enough to like, before everyone came on, we gave them like a little like media packet where they could celebrate. Oh yeah, look at that. Beautiful. I, I, I was going to put like Roman's head and Rich's head and all the different heads of the athletes on the Lions, but then I thought that was over the top. This was good enough. The it's Lion awesome. Tamer. It's, it's awesome. Thank you. I'm so proud of it. I need some head. Everyone needs some head. Uh, Sevon getting on Canva is going to be a gift to everyone. <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Nick, uh, I would love to uh, talk with you today. I, I saw your text last night. Um, I don't want you to think I'm shitting on you. I, w- I don't want to hold you back at all. I want to be a good soundboard for you. Um, 
so you can explore some of those ideas. So don't, don't I'm not, I'm not hell bent on any one decision. I just want to explore it with you. Savan, so, after uh, talking to Facundo for an hour and 40 minutes, was there anything he said that you want to ask me about? Is, is he really Roman's coach or not? What's going on? Just delicate politics, just not hurt anyone's feelings. It's just still, uh, I believe what he said is that about the, the kind of the courting process and the feeling it out. I think that, you know, he obviously believes very strongly in what they're doing there at mayhem, but he recognizes that it might not be the, the optimal environment for everyone. Um, I think that for hopefully for, all of their sakes that like whatever that process is comes to an end kind of soon and that they can, you know, move forward. If Roman is, is uh, training under mayhem and with Facundo, I think it'll be for me, it'll be very exciting, curious to see how this season unfolds for Roman. Uh, you know, uh, Facundo alluded to the fact that he'd been coached by someone very prestigious and well-known and experienced in the space with Nick Fowler for a long time. Oh, okay. I didn't know who that was. Okay. That's the brute strength guy. <clears throat> Yeah, and you've been with Nick for as as far as I know since at least 2017, so five six years together. Obviously, they got second place at the games this year after all the struggle that it was to to get there and compete. Um, uh, I know from talking to Facundo over the years that he's not intimidated to coach any athletes. So the you know the fact that he'd be taking on someone who was second, whose only spot to go up is to first, is not something that's daunting for him. It's something that he he would, he would you know like to be a part of that challenge. Uh, and it would be, if that's the case, then I would be, you know, very eager to see what they're able to do. Um, can you pull up that workout that Roman did the, the Instagram clip, Caleb? Um, I have to go here in a minute cause I, I want to pee and make another cup of coffee and I haven't eaten in probably 36 hours. I should eat something before I go on someone else's podcast, but, um, are you going to have some beef jerky? No, I'm going I'm to have a persimmon. I picked it off the tree yesterday. Oh. Um, c- convince me that Roman, can you convince me that Roman's going to win the games? Based on this, <laughs> look, I mean, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like if he says his goal per interval is three minutes, 30 cal ski, 25 row, 20 bike. Uh, if you can do that 10 times, oh my God. I, I don't know if I could pick even, I don't know if, I don't know if there's any other crossers that could do that. If he actually did that. Um, I might no, be big, able to do the row one time. <laughs> like that's and we know we obviously we know how good he is on the machine like uh i wouldn't ever want to interrupt their training or whatever they're doing to find out but like i would be curious if jason hopper could hold that those paces like that so so that's a um th- that also is a 90 minute workout right basically i mean it's <clears> it's it's if you have three minutes it's eight minutes around it's 80 minutes that's an 80 minute workout am i missing are we missing am i missing something? uh, uh right I mean, I mean that, that that's a long time to be at that hurry, right? It's it's a it's eight minutes around basically, right? With three minutes to do it no, and five I mean, minutes of rest. It's, it's five minutes per round. It's fifty. So he'd no, be three minutes on, two minutes off at that pace. Oh, oh, minutes. okay. It's not five minutes rest. Okay, uh, okay. No. So it's still a crazy long workout. So people just, could complete the workout. It's just if I was doing this workout, I would just barely be completing it and then just starting again. Because that's hey. <laughs> If I, what if, what, what if I wanted, what about um, that workout? If you just took off the ski 25 row, 20 bike now, now like normal people could actually do the workout. The 30 cal ski is, I mean, that's cr- like, that's really hard. I, if I wrote this workout, I would have, cause that's a biker. I would have 30 cal bike, 25 row, 20 ski because <laughs> I'm worst at the ski. He has got it as the one that demands them the most in this workout where the biker is, is a recovery for him here. I think. 
Wasn't it a couple of days ago? So I brag about my math skills every day. I don't even know what you're talking about. A couple of days. Ago. Anyway, if there, there, I know there's that was a reading crazy. skill. That was a reading skill thing. Jeez Louise, not math. That was reading. He's if reading someone else thinks they can do that workout, holding a three minutes per round for 10 rounds with a, on a five minute interval clock. I want to know about it. Yeah. Um, but in a vacuum, no, that's not enough evidence to say that he can win the games. He has to be able to do a lot of other stuff better than he was able to do this year, too. It's giving you an opportunity to jerk him off and you just fucking let his cock slip right out of your hand. Uh, Caleb, thank you for running uh, the back end. You look like you have a filter on. Your skin is so nice. I don't it's know if never that's in my hand. <laughs> I don't know if you need to get in the sun or you're just moisturizing nicely. Brian, thank you for coming on. Uh, guys, I will see you guys in nine minutes over at Coffee Pods and Wads. Um, all you have to do is click through once. The goal of the show is to just get past the Matt Fraser views. And um, yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye.